Good morning. This is Paul Smith, your host of The Closing Argument. Uh, In these podcasts, we discuss some of the important but controversial moral, political, and legal issues that affect us and our families today. And as you know, some of the things we discuss are not politically correct. So uh, some of you could be offended by what we say, but we have to discuss them anyway. They're very important. And we think the things that we discuss will be very helpful to others. Now, today I have with me uh, Delegate Neil Parrott from Hagerstown, Maryland. Neil, how are you doing? Doing great, Paul. It's great to be with you this afternoon. Good. And we are going to discuss the 2022 uh, redistricting case in Maryland. Actually, there were a couple of cases, but uh, Neil was the lead plaintiff in a case Uh, filed in the circuit court for Anne Arundel County, challenging the redistricting, the congressional redistricting that took place in Maryland in 2021, following the 2020 census. Uh, Not only is Neil, uh, was he the lead plaintiff in that case that that had a great resolution for justice and and certainly for the GOP, Uh, Neil is a candidate for uh, the U.S. Congress in the 6th District of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2020, he barely lost the race, but the district that he lost in, it was still the 6th District, but it was it was vastly more uh, Democrat than Republican. And the result of this recent lawsuit is we've got, the, the districts are all, District 6 is almost completely 50-50 Republican and Democrat, I, I would say. But we want to discuss this because uh, Maryland is kind of a small state. I guess we've got eight eight congressional seats, and it's mostly Democrat, so uh, none of the Republican primaries matter much here, and and we almost always go Democrat in the presidential elections. But, uh, But there are some things that happen here that have a great effect on the entire nation. Right now, our Congress the House of Representatives, I think there are five more Democrats than Republicans in the House. That's a very close number. A a loss of three Democrats would give the Republicans a majority. That's how Mm -hmm. closely divided our nation is. And so in this lawsuit that we're going to describe, uh, the result is we will hang on to one Republican district that the Democrats were trying to get rid of. And we may pick up another one so that Maryland has a good opportunity to have two Republicans instead of just zero or one. Mm -hmm. That is a very big deal for the entire United States. So though we sometimes think we're irrelevant in Maryland, this is a really big deal. What do you you want to say about that, Neil? Well, it's huge. And like you mentioned, it has ramifications across the country. This could be one of those pickup seats that we need in order to have Nancy Pelosi retired as Speaker of the House and get someone with more common sense to replace her. Uh, It's been a big battle. Uh, In 2010 is when Maryland did their last gerrymandered district. And that's when, uh, before that, you might remember, Maryland had four to four, four Democrats, four Republicans as congressmen. Then it went to five to three. And then in 2010, they well, then it was six to two. And so you had the Eastern Shore and Western Maryland. Those were the only two Republicans. And then 10 years ago, they gerrymandered it so that it was seven to one. The only Republican that we had was on the Eastern Shore. And with this map that they had just done, uh, the Democrats 
rigged it in such a way that it would have been an 8-0 map at a regular typical year. Now, this wasn't the typical year. I think Andy Harris and Lisa Shore would have been fine in this year. However, uh, Biden won his district uh, two years ago. So it clearly could have been, and they were planning to have an 8-0 map. Uh, so thankfully, you know, I worked with Judicial Watch, and we got this map thrown out. And there are really interesting quotes that she said about the map. Okay, yeah, we'll get into that. When you said she, you're speaking of Judge Battaglia, who had just retired as chief judge of the highest court in Maryland, who was specially assigned to handle your case in Anne Arundel County. And, uh, and, and in that case, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but, but she rejected a Democrat map mm-hmm. that, that would have eliminated, it was, its goal was to eliminate Andy's seat and, and keep your, your seat in the Democrat hands. Well, I think while we're talking about it, I think it's important to note that Judge Battaglia is no conservative or Republican. She worked for Barbara Mikulski, U.S. Senator, who's a Democrat. She has a long list of Democrat credentials. And actually, the first day of the trial, she noted all of these and said, no, I, I still believe I'm impartial and can be the right justice here. But if you think I shouldn't be, uh, she asked our lawyers to, to make a recommendation to remove her from the trial. But that didn't happen. And uh, she was. She was very fair as she's heard through the trial. Well, that's really impressive. Uh, to me, that indicates she really is a lady of great integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we're going to get into a little more of, of the problems with this case. So this is going to be a constitutional instructional for the entire audience. All right, going back uh, 12 years now, they, they did a census, a new census in 2010. And as a result of that, some states lost seats in Congress and some gained seats. Maryland didn't gain or lose. But nevertheless, what Maryland did and what all states do, I think, is they changed district boundaries, both for congressional seats and for state seats. And so that happens every 10 years. So what happened 10 years ago, I was, I was a county commissioner at that time, and I was involved in two lawsuits challenging the redistricting that our state had done, and we did not prevail. One of the suits went to the federal courts, and one was at least started in the state court system. Uh, I want to tell you a little history about that. In the Constitution, this is Article 4, Section 4. It says, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. We mentioned that in our lawsuit, but unfortunately, it doesn't mean much. The Supreme Court has never interpreted that to to mean that you you can't gerrymander. Mm -hmm. So people have heard of gerrymandering and traditionally for the last 50 years, frankly, there's been a lot of cases that have gone to the Supreme Court over gerrymandering, but most of them have pertained to racial gerrymandering where someone makes a district to to exclude blacks or include them or so that so that blacks would not have an opportunity to elect who they wanted. Those types of gerrymandering cases have been, well, the, 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 that gerrymandering has been struck down. So um, in our case, we didn't prevail. One of the parts of our case 10 years ago that we hoped would prevail actually prevailed 10 years later in your case. Mm-hmm. And there is in the Maryland constitution, 
And you mentioned Article Three, Section Four. Here's here's. Can, can I go back just a little oh, bit? Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, we go back ten years. Um, it's interesting in Maryland that that case did go to the federal court level. I think we may have been involved with the same one. Uh, I was judicial watch was my attorney back then. We went to the federal uh, courts in Baltimore, and there was a sister case actually, and that sister case went all the way to the United States Supreme Court. And it was just based on District 6, the one that I was running in, saying that that one was gerrymandered. And so that case for Maryland, and there was a case in North Carolina that with the same court, Supreme Court at the exact same time. And the Supreme Court said, no, those decisions need to be left up to the states. And so what a lot of people don't know is the North Carolina, you know, that was Republican made map. And they went back home. The Democrats challenged it in the North Carolina Supreme Court that same year. And so they actually had a new map for the election uh, in 2020. And Maryland, we went home and nothing changed. And so our, we had the same map. So this is kind of a pickup from North Carolina. Their Supreme Court had already overturned theirs. And now Maryland, two years later with the new maps, that's when we took ours to our highest court, which isn't the Supreme Court of Maryland. It's actually the Court of Appeals. Right. Well, that's great. The, those tidbits are very interesting. The um, the, the section, one of the sections that I'd argued, and, and, and so we had at least two, I, I was involved in two, there may have been even three cases. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it was interesting, one of the cases that, that went on an appeal was a man representing himself who was not an attorney. And we were kind of chuckling at him because he really didn't have a chance. He somehow got it on appeal, but his name is now in the, in the books, but he, he ultimately lost as we figured he would. But but, but here's one of the arguments we wanted to make. In Maryland's constitution, Article 3, Section 4 says this, each legislative district shall consist of adjoining territory, be compact in form, and of substantially equal population. Due regard shall be given to natural boundaries and the boundaries of political subdivisions. All right, so that's a pretty simple statement. And, and if you follow that, you really can't gerrymander. It says mm -hmm. the, the districts have to be compact, contiguous, uh, honored natural boundaries and, and equal in population and honor political boundaries, with meaning put counties and cities together whenever possible. In Maryland, what they did in terms of congressional districting 10 years ago, they totally disregarded that and said it didn't apply. That's right. The federal court, when they heard that argument, they said, but, you know, that's that's state law. We don't care about that. Mm -hmm. So so this time, before we get to the filing of the suit, and they filed it in December of 2021, uh, you're the lead plaintiff. Um, what had happened, Maryland, the census was done in 2020. Mm -hmm. The next year, our well, the governor a Republican governor, and that's another story we'll have to talk, talk about on another time, how Maryland gets a Republican governor. That's an interesting story. But in any event, he put together a bipartisan commission that, that came up with a map that was really a pretty fair map. He did. He put together three Democrats, three unaffiliated voters, and three Republican voters, and they hashed it out. They came out with them, and they had thousands, literally thousands of people who commented on this map all across the state of Maryland. So they did that for Congress, and they also also did it for the state legislative maps. And at the end of the day, you're right, it was a very fair map and bipartisan. A lot of people could get behind it. But the legislature of Maryland has a supermajority Democrat control. So even though we had a Republican governor, the supermajority Democrat control, they said, we don't care at all what the governor did. We don't care about his commission. We're going to do our own map. And behind the scenes, 
we're going to hire a consultant and we're going to gerrymander this map so we can take advantage and get more Democrats in Congress. So their goal was to get rid of Andy Harris's seat on the Eastern Shore. All right, now, those of you who are not from Maryland, we want to help you here. You've heard of the Chesapeake Bay. It divides what we call the Eastern Shore from the rest of Maryland. And it's farmland and it's very conservative. Mm -hmm. And then Maryland has got that strange shape, but the Western part of it that goes for 150 miles or more, that is all conservative. The middle part around Washington, D.C. is Democrat. So uh, the Democrat legislature put forward this map that would take away Andy's seat and if possible. So that's when you came in and said, wait a minute, we don't like that. So uh, now Judicial Watch, unbeknownst to me, even though we're good friends, Judicial Watch was contacting you at the same time they're contacting me because they, they knew, well, you may have told them, but they knew I had done previous leg, uh, uh, litigation on this. Well, it was interesting because I knew that Governor Hogan cared a lot about trying to get a fair map. He's been campaigning on that for 10 years in Maryland. And so I started talking to the minority leader, said, so are they going to do a lawsuit? We need a lawsuit. This map's terrible <laughs> that they're passing through here. And he basically said, we have no idea. I don't have, we don't know what their plans are. I haven't heard anything. And at that point, that same day, I contacted Judicial Watch, said, hey, is, can we work on this together? And thankfully, Judicial Watch said, yes, we can. And they assigned it to Bob Popper. And then once that happened, I, we talked about different people he should call. And certainly, you're at the very top of the list because of the work we've done before. So uh, in, as we decided what to do, and it was it, actually, they ended up making the right decision. I'm so glad. But they had to decide whether to file the case in federal court system or in state court system. Now, the, 10 years ago, I had filed it in the federal system. Right. I actually I had two again. But this time we, we thought, and, and interesting, we find now you and I were on the exact same wavelength here. We need to file it in, in state court. And we want to ask the, the state judges to interpret that section in the Maryland Constitution to apply to congressional districts. That's right. And the problem is it seems to have been written in the section dealing with state legislative uh, positions. So there, that was the argument that they would use before saying it doesn't apply, but we felt it, it should apply. Mm -hmm. And I'll be danged, Judge uh, Battaglia ended up agreeing. And then the other part of this, why don't you tell this? Because they weren't going to, uh, Popper and, and Judicial Watch weren't going to put in that claim. No, so there, there were two court cases that went through. There was ours with the Judicial Watch, and then there was this other one, Fair Maps Maryland. And when you look at the Fair Maps Maryland case, they had several different reasons why the map should be thrown out, but they didn't include Article 3, Section 4 at all in their case. And in Judicial Watch, we just found out today that we had both separately looked at their first draft of what they were going to our complaint. And I didn't realize you said this, but it, we both commented back and said, well, you have to include Article 3, Section 4. This is this is the linchpin of our argument. And if we can have the rules set and be established that makes sense, then of course you're going to have a better map, even if they don't, even if their intentions are bad. If you follow these rules, you're going to necess necessarily have a better map. And um thankfully, uh Judicial Watch put that in their lawsuit. And at the end of the day, we won with Judge Battaglia. And for that very reason. So, so some of the other counts also won to say that it wasn't mm -hmm. fair. It was a partisan gerrymander and that discriminated against people. But 
But the one that really created the fair math that we have now, or the better math that we have now, was that clause. So to step back again, kind of to summarize what's going on here, uh, the United States Supreme Court and the federal system, they allow the, a lot of latitude to the states to determine how they will do the districting, how they'll select their people from Congress. And though it says in the U.S. Constitution that the U.S. government will guarantee a Republican form of government, almost anything goes. Uh, and that has not been interpreted to say you can't have partisan gerrymandering. But in this case, and I'll let you explain how it ended up shortly, uh, the uh, the court and you came to a, there is a final judgment now says basically in Maryland even the congressional districts have to be compact contiguous honor uh, physical boundaries and and political boundaries like cities and counties and for example the reason they're going to get rid of Andy or how they're going to get rid of Andy Harris was they're going to take a part of the western shore of Maryland that is democratic and put it in his district mm -hmm. so that uh, he had more Democrats to deal with. And of course, what they did in Frederick County 10 years ago is they split our county in two. And, and so that Roscoe Bartlett had the seat here in Frederick County, uh, seat number six for about 18 years yes. until they gerrymandered him out, got rid of him. Well, it's very interesting. Governor O'Malley was our governor at the time. And he actually, so he was a Democrat governor with a super Democrat majority in the House and in the state Senate. So he got this map together that was very genuine. And afterwards, he said it in court and he also said it in front of a college class. In the college class, he basically said, this was wrong. We shouldn't have done it. We shouldn't be doing gerrymandering. In court, he said, I did it specifically to get rid of a Republican congressman, which happened to be Republican Congressman Roscoe Bartlett. They, they were very overt about it. They were. Uh, there, there, there's nothing hidden in this. It was overt uh, Democrat attempt to eliminate Republicans. And, and the Supreme Court has never ruled on that yet. So I don't know if we've advanced to the, port, to the point where the court has ever agreed that that's wrong. And you have the recent victory in Maryland just because a Maryland judge of great distinction said, wait a minute, that's not right. If we have the state districts to be contiguous and compact and honor geographical boundaries, we ought to do the same for congressional elections. That's only fair. And that's what that's what's right. So now to explain uh, technically how this case ended, it's because Judge Battaglia, she wrote, I think you said a 90 page opinion. That's right. Very, very long. In the opinion, I'm just going to hit just two highlights. She said the 2021 congressional map is unconstitutional and subverts that will of those who are governed. So she, she pointed out that it broke uh, faith really with the free and frequent clause in the Maryland Constitution. So that was one of the arguments is that it's not a free election if the legislature is already predetermining the results of the election by carefully selecting who the voters are in each of the congressional districts. She also called it an extreme partisan gerrymander. And so at the end of the day, she said, this map is null and void. You cannot use it. And she gave really just a few days. This happened on a, on a Friday. And she said the legislature has until Wednesday to come up with a new map. Was this March or April? This was in March. Okay, yes. Late March. And um, so she gave them until that next Wednesday. And she also said, if you're going to appeal this decision, you have until the next Wednesday to appeal it. 
So we have a Democrat Attorney General in Maryland, Attorney General Frosch, and of course he appealed it that Wednesday. Um, and the super Democrat majority uh, House and State Senate, they did pass a new map. Uh, but the, the key here was that the map that they passed did follow Article 3, Section 4, which talks about respecting adjoining territory, be compact and forum, be contiguous. Uh, so by doing that, it came up with a better map. Now, I was hoping for an even better map than that. I was hoping actually for the nonpartisan map that Governor Hogan's team had put together, that that was actually more fair than the one that came out. However, once this was on the table, we had this new map that was passed that was better than the previous one, more fair to the voters. Uh, and we also had this appeal going forward on Friday. So that, that happened Wednesday, the next Friday, then Judge Battaglia heard it again and said, well, I'm not going to determine what the new map's going to be. I'm going to refer all this to the Court of Appeals since you're appealing it. Over the weekend then, Governor Hogan talked with Attorney General Frosch, and they came up with an agreement. Uh, Governor Hogan said, I'll accept this new map and I'll sign it into law as long as you, Attorney General Frosch, don't appeal the decision. Let's let the decision stay um, and, and be done. And so that was actually pretty good for the voters of Maryland because it allowed the process to move forward without delaying the primaries any further or delay. Okay. So your risk was as, as the plaintiff in the suit was, uh, you might not have got a better map because maybe other judges might have, they, a majority might not have gone along with that. Well, they could have gone back to the original map that the legislature passed in December. Um, that's correct. So I, I did look it up, and I think there's an expression that said, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. <laughs> you looked that up. Okay, well, that's good to know you looked that up. All right. Well, that, I think that pretty much brings our discussion to an end today. This is kind of technical, some of it, but this was very important. And, and the lesson for this is even though we, Maryland is a minor state and yeah, just we're just little two-bit players in something that's very important. We feel like we've done our part. You've certainly done your part, and we have helped the the conservatives in the whole United States. But what by what has happened here? So well, and I'm certainly, pretty, someone wants to look up our race. They can go to my website. It's neil at neilparrot.org, which is just n e i l p a r r o t t dot org. So I guess it's www.neilparrot.org. I gave my email out earlier. Good, wonderful. Yeah. So uh, Neil, uh, the primary has because of uh, I for whatever reason the primary has been put back to July of this year. July nineteenth. Yes. And I presume you'll prevail there, and then hopefully prevail in November. So I certainly endorse you hundred uh, percent. Smart man. Thank you. Uh, very dedicated. I'm not even get in, getting into all the things you've done in the last 20 years, but uh, and wonderful family. So, so, uh, and so that brings us to a conclusion today. Remember, uh, the liberties we enjoy in America can only be maintained when its citizens are moral and informed participants in the democratic processes. And I also encourage you to visit my website, www.cpaulsmith.com. I've written some books and other things that I think can help our country. So see you next time. Thank you.